Why does Lincoln feel longer than the Civil War? Answer me this, answer me this. Why doesn't Prince Harry's PR person tape up his jaw? Answer me this, answer me this. Helen and Ollie, answer me this. So, last week we set you the challenge of getting your local branch of Thorntons... Well, it didn't have to be a local branch. That's because you could go and travel a long way if you wanted you to. You might prefer to because yeah. you don't want the shame of defiling <laughs> your beloved local branch of Thorntons with your crazy desires. That's right, yes. To get them to write a rude message onto some chocolate. Or just see where their limits lay. It didn't have to be rude necessarily, but it could be testing the boundaries of taste or political decency. Well, that's right. But I particularly, specifically wanted to see a chocolate bar that said fuck on it. Yes, you wanted a cunt bomb, ideally. <laughs> uh, because we needed the photographic proof that this is possible. Possible. And did we get it? Um, no, we haven't uh, yet. So, uh, listeners, please get this done. Spend the money uh, and send us quid. the photo. Four, four quid. Um, because although Thornton's terms and conditions say that you can't, we think sneakily you probably can uh, we have had verbal proof of this helen uh, from anna uh, she's emailed us to say last christmas the man in the wolverhampton branch of thorntons represents <laughs> was more than happy to write the word twat down the scarf of a chocolate <laughs> snowman i bought my brother Why that surprise me? so there you go thorntons wolvo is where the rot is setting in if you want to enforce your terms and conditions shut down wolverhampton well they probably will be because the recession is really biting in the west midlands yeah yeah i joke but, yeah. uh, Although we do love our sweets now that the cabarets <laughs> has fallen to the Europeans. <laughs> do you think that's what it is? Maybe why, that's why he was happy to write twat on it. They're just so angry at chocolate in general. Hello, it's uh, John from London. Hello, Norrie, answer me this. Um, is the gherkin related at all to the word gurkha? I walk past the gherkin every day on the way to work and I've always wanted because it's felt reasonably similarly. Is the shard related to Shadda from Big Brother 1? <laughs> no. Is the globe related to earlobes? I, I think... Somerset House related to Hugh Laurie House. <laughs> uh, I think we're saying no, aren't we? That's what we're saying. Are, yeah. um, Just sounds the same, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Gherkin, which obviously is not the official name for that building, is it? No, it's called One Captain... Bedwetter House or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain Dildo Point. Uh, <laughs> gherkin is from an old Dutch word, gherk, which meant cucumber, and the inn was a diminutive because gherkins are small cucumbers. Gherkers, no. Uh, no relation at all. No, it's from a, a place in Nepal where the gherkers... Yeah. Where they do perhaps also have gherkins. It's possible. I wouldn't put it past the Nepalese. I don't know whether it's a good cucumber-growing climate. I went to a uh, Gurkha fundraising event about two years ago. And was it fun? Uh, it, <laughs> it, put, it put the D in fun, Helen. Um, <laughs> uh, it was all right. Um, they made a very nice traditional uh, Nepalese curry for everyone. Did have gherkins in it? Uh, which <laughs> didn't have gherkins in it. Was Joanna Lumley there? Uh, no, she wasn't. Oh. I, I secretly suspect that half the audience there did want her to be there, but she wasn't. Lumley! Lumley! <laughs> uh, but they were all too polite to say so. No Lumley, no gherkins. Um, what a rubbish day out. It was a perfectly pleasant afternoon out. The buffet was about £20 each. Yeah. I, you know, I felt like I'd done my bit of funding. Nepalese food? is nice but then they had a charity raffle and it's very I was one of the youngest people in the room but not so young that I obviously couldn't afford a ticket you know what I mean and I just felt like I had to show that almost to represent people under 30 that I cared I Gurkha bought a ticket. Fans under 30 at night. <laughs> so I bought a ticket, and uh, the tickets were expensive. I think they were about ten pounds each. Um, but I won something. What? I won a um, nine-pound raffle prize. Yes, basically. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> it was a sword, like a Gurkha oh. traditional sword. Oh, that's Wait cool. for it; it gets naff. Uh, full of rum. That's still quite cool. So, like a glass bottle full of Nepalese how, rum. How big was it? Um. Pfft, 
20 inches? See, now that you mention oh, okay. it, I think you may have boasted about your, your Gurkha rum sword in an early edition of the podcast. <laughs> oh, did I? Because okay. otherwise, why would those words belong together in my head? <laughs> <laughs> but when you said it was a bit rubbish, I was expecting it to be a Gurkha sword full of bubble bath oh, yeah. with some matching hand lotion. Like a, a car ornament with a nodding Gurkha head on yeah. it. <laughs> Here's a question from Willie, who says, I've been pondering the lyric in Justin Bieber's Beauty and the Beat. Bonds out wiener. No, not that lyric, actually. Oh. One, one far less mystifying. The lyric that goes, We gonna party like it's 30, 12 tonight. Oh, yeah. Originally, I thought it was, We gonna party like it's 13, 12 tonight. <laughs> which confused me even more, because I thought Justin Bieber was pining for the days of woolen tights, tunics, lutes, and Georgian gangster rap. That's not a Georgian era. Yeah, what era is mm. that? Oh, medieval. I think it's even pre-Tudor. Now I'm embarrassed myself. I've slagged him off. It could be Plantagenet for all I know. Anyway, he says 3012 makes a bit more sense, but not a lot. It's Justin Bieber. I don't think sense is really one of his primary concerns at this I, stage. I actually don't think it does make a lot more sense. Uh, I, it's obviously a reference, isn't it, to We're Gonna Party Like It's 1999. Yeah. Um, I, I think at the time, as in in the 80s when Prince did that, a lot of people thought that was a cool lyric because it was referencing what was surely going to be the biggest party yeah. of all time. They didn't know about the Millennium Bug. And it was really far ahead as well. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like the Black Eyed Peas where they did the... I'm so 2008, you're so 2000 and yeah. late. And it just two months later when Sounded it was 2009. Sounded genuinely 2000 and late. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was dorky at the time. As yeah. is this, it just seems excruciatingly embarrassing. Yeah. So, but the thing about 1999 is that by 2000, that seemed old. Yeah, uh, but then but he did already, that in the 80s. He had a yeah. good 15 years right. of fair play, didn't But he? I just wonder if Bieber's doing a sort of meta sort of conscious reference to the fact oh. that this song it's such an epic song Beauty and the Beat it's such a masterpiece that it's not ever going to date okay. in the way that 1999 did it's, it's well 1999 though had 15 good years what Bieber's doing is trying to get a thousand get a thousand years, years yeah uh, well Willie says Ollie answer me this what do you think a party in 3012 would be like and would you want to go to it not if Bieber was there well Helen you rarely go to a party anyway yeah. normally and, find some excuse but if Bieber was there and I bet he would still look like an infant that couldn't be served drink and Nicki Minaj <laughs> in a thousand years yeah. time then... <laughs> He'd probably look like Gandalf, Helen. He'd look like he does now. No, he'd, he'd look, look like, like Benjamin t- Button. He'd look like a tiny wizened old man yeah, with a very exactly. smooth face. He'd, he'd look like an old fetus. Uh. Um, <laughs> and Nicki Minaj would be there and she'd still be mirthless and just trying to be ostentatious in this really exhausting way. And uh, everyone else would be dead because of global warming and all the soil would be extremely poisonous and Well, we, we know as well, of course, from Busted that after the year 3000, not much has changed, but we do live underwater. Yeah. So that's the first thing. If you can call it living. I, I mean, it's like we're all living in the city where Jar Jar Binks is from. But Bieber would be all right, because as we see in this video, he can sing underwater and everything. Yeah, he learnt that when uh, he used to get waterboarded by Usher. <laughs> uh, here's another question about a musical icon of uh, our times. Uh, it's from Michael, uh, who says, Helen, answer me this, who was better... Simon or Garfunkel why is this in the past tense they're both still alive yes well of course they're both contemporary musicians with the best years ahead of them very relevant <laughs> actually Art Garfunkel does have that horrible vocal cord problem doesn't he so actually oh, he's not he? going to be able to sing well, he's got nodules or something yeah so uh, he's, still, he's about 70 though isn't he he's still got the hair and that's the important thing. Well, and actually, that would probably be my answer. I mean, I, I, although clearly, really, it should be Paul Simon, I think I'd choose Art Garfunkel for two reasons. One, Jufro. Two... Bright eyes burning like fire. Nearly. Oh. Because he's in The Hunting of the Snark, my favourite oh. underrated musical of all time. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so for those two reasons, of course, both Bright Eyes and The Hunting of the Snark written by Mike Bass. Are you on commission? 
No, I just... <laughs> from the Hunting of the Snark Revivalist Society, <laughs> which I've heard is uh, very strong. Uh, and also Paul Simon blotted his copybook with all that a whim away type oh, stuff. God, no, so, I like Grace. He's Lange. such a smug songwriter. He, he is smug. The, the only thing about Simon, about Simon Garfunkel is that they're, 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 they're like, each of them is half a brilliant musician. Like, Argo Funkel is a brilliant singer, amazing singer. He can't really write. And Paul Simon is a really good writer, but just a bit of a pretentious twat with um, Art Garfunkel kind of drawing him towards like nice mainstream songs that people can enjoy. And there's not I much to choose between them. I prefer to think of them in, in their united form rather than divided into weaker constituents. I think most people do. Yes. Yeah. What's your favourite Simon and Garfunkel hit? Well, I loved how Hearsay covered Bridge Over Troubled Water. Well, I really liked how Busted did... Um, <laughs> which <laughs> one did Ro- they do? Mrs. Mrs. Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. Although, actually, that was... I can't believe Busted have come up twice in this. Uh, but it, that's also um, really a cover of the Lemonheads cover of uh, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel, isn't actually, it? Actually, I was watching The Graduate on telly uh, the, just, just yesterday. Oh, and, what a uh, life. It's a good movie. Well, it's good as well. The Hello, darkness, my old friend. Mm. That Sound of Silence, yeah. yeah. I think that might be my favourite, actually. You hate the Sound of Silence. I'll fill the sound of silence silence with, with my, my voice. voice wow you didn't rehearse that but you both did it it's because uh, we've been thinking it for about six years <laughs> oi shut up and answer me this come on then why don't you shut your ugly face i'm not ugly it's the condition it's no condition it's the ugliness mate answer me this podcast at googlemail.com answer me this the podcast at googlemail.com Here's a question from an anonymous person. Anonymous person says, My mother and I drove from Mill Hill in London to Costco in Watford. We drove there to purchase these particular new potatoes we love from there. Wow. That's like a half-hour drive just to get one product. Potatoes. That's well. like a, a Kenyan tribeswoman going to the well. She <laughs> just gets a new potato. And maybe walk ten minutes. It's not even new potato seasons. They're old potatoes at this stage. However, says anonymous person, when we got there, the new potatoes were out of stock. No! So we bought a gazebo and a wheelchair yeah. and half a horse. And 50 muffins for the price of one and a jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> we were distraught I don't blame you There's only so many muffins You can fit in a jacuzzi But you could buy All the diamonds I mean they, you could fit Loads of them in the jacuzzi yeah, But not for the price Of a new potato bucket Well not, not far off mm. You could get a lot Of knockoff crocs I've really lost The thread of this conversation yeah. Person in Costco Wants new potatoes They don't have any That's as far as we've oh, got Oh right okay yeah. but, That's highly problematic But Next to us Says anonymous person Was an unattended trolley Which had the potatoes We wanted WTF so after searching around and not finding an owner... How hard did you search, really? <laughs> this is like when people find a stray cat and they're like, oh, yeah, it's probably not got a microchip in it, so we won't take it to the vet. Because it's cool. Yeah. Anonymous person responded to the lack of trolley ownership thusly. I grabbed the potatoes out of the unattended trolley and bought them, Ooh. knowing fully well that that was probably the last of the potatoes in the store. Ollie answered me this. Was I breaking any laws by taking something out of someone's trolley? Um, no, you haven't broken any laws. Except um, for the laws of Costco, because Costco does have its own government. Well, actually, I mean, there's a serious point there, of course, which is that you, know, you can have terms of conditions for shopping in a place. Yeah. And I'm sure that if the store security saw you do that, they wouldn't be very happy and they could chuck you out because it's their right to deny service to someone. They're never going to be up by the potatoes, though. They're uh, going to be next no. to the valuable objects. They're going to be standing next to the plasma TVs. Yes. They're not going to think that you're going to be stealing <laughs> potatoes. Um, and, it's, and it's not actually a crime because you're still going to pay for the potatoes. Exactly. It's different if you're in the car park. The point, exactly. The point at which it becomes a legally enforceable matter is the point at which the property belongs to someone other than the store. But uh, mm. just 
just someone putting it in their trolley. It doesn't belong to them. It still belongs to the store until you've paid for it. It's unethical. It's like bit sniping. Oh, it's isn't totally it? unethical. It's naughty. But it's not illegal. Um, although th- that said, I bet if there had been particular focus on those potatoes, so say for example, the potatoes were the new Nintendo Wii U on launch day. Right. You know, if people had been queuing for ten hours to get those potatoes, oh, then the police might consider that a more serious matter because it could have led to violence. If you grabbed the last Bud's Lightyear in Hamley, exactly. Yeah, like in Jingle All the Way before he punches the reindeer. If it was like that, <laughs> take your word for it. <laughs> but, but reindeer can be really grabby in Costco. Oh yeah, they deserve it. Yeah, like when he kicks all the dwarves, they deserved it too. It's a really lovely film. Well, I haven't seen the film. Spoilers. It's actually the worst Christmas film ever made, oh, but in a brilliant they? way. Okay. Anyway, um, in that way, uh, I think there could have been some uh, police-led consequences had that been the case. But since the new potatoes were not being watched, and they're only bloody potatoes, they had gibbs. not been flagged. Yeah, uh, you hadn't stolen from the store. I think what you've done is is huge unethical but uh, certainly not illegal all this fuss about potatoes though I, I just i just can't get behind it well see if you can get behind this helen it's oh, a question okay. about one of my favorite products to buy from costco mayonnaise uh, actually, <laughs> one and the same to me <laughs> uh, multi-purpose but, but no in fact neither of those uh peanut butter i buy, ah, I buy yeah, my skippy okay. from costco jordan in canada uh says Peanut butter has recently become an uneconomical luxury for my poultry student budget. Well, you should cut down on the poultry. It's uh-huh. good. It's Tumbled. good. It's fresh. <laughs> Shut up, you so, guys. So, Helen, answer me this. Is it possible? Is it possible to make homemade peanut butter? Is it legal? <laughs> uh, and if so, what is the recipe? I'm pretty sure such information will be invaluable to your student demographic. Well, it certainly is possible, but of course don't... it is. It's possible to make everything, isn't it? Most recipes started as homemade recipes, unless they're by Heston Blumenthal. People have even tried making Twinkies, even though they're not a food; they're just chemicals puffed up to look like a sponge cake. <laughs> yeah, um, it is possible, but I think it might work out more expensive for your student budget because well, this is the thing you've got to make it on mass, haven't you? That's the uh... yeah, and pad it out with loads of oil and water and stuff. Because it's the same with jam, isn't it? Jam, if you have a fruit tree in your garden oh, and you have all yes. day to cook it, um, it's cheaper. But otherwise, if you're not making 20 jars of it, yeah. better to just go and get the value jam for a quid, isn't but it? But it, it does keep if you've got the uh, capital investment and you probably get decent value for money. Yeah. I'm curious what I was asking us. I'm sure, sure you could Google peanut butter recipe and immediately yeah. it would tell you what, well, how to make it. That is what I did. And the peanut butter recipe is as follows. Let me guess. Peanuts. peanuts. Yeah, peanuts. Butter. Ro- ro- no. Really? Roast the peanuts for six to eight minutes and then put them in a blender and whiz them up for at least a couple of minutes. You then, better be about to put yeah. some lard and sugar in there, well, Helen, because otherwise this is going to taste like that organic shitty oh, peanut butter you get in the whole food shop. That's a bit like eating a beach. <laughs> that is not funny. <laughs> uh, so add some oil as well before the whizzing. That's important. What, sort, like, what sort of oil? Vegetable oil or really? ground nut oh, oil. Man. Seeing as you're grinding nuts, why not? Yeah. Um, whiz that up. If you want it smooth, whiz it for longer. Then add a little bit of sugar and salt to taste. Yeah, which which means if you're trying to imitate Costco peanut butter, Loads of sugar a to bucket taste. of sugar, a kilo of sugar. Yeah. yeah. But you could just buy a uh, maybe a, a lower brand of peanut butter. I think where it saves actually is to make your own bread because you can make really nice bread and that doesn't cost very much. Yes, but then you have to really practice. Nah, it's easy. It's not easy. It is easy. It's not, Helen. I've made it more than you, so I say it is. Yeah, but, no, but that's exactly <laughs> my point though, isn't it? You've made it more than me, so you think it's easy. I've tried three times. I've failed every time. That's because you've got weak hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can't knead the dough. Your hands are a bit more womanly than Helen's. Is, That's is what an she's outrageous saying. allegation. I've tried making it in the oven. I've tried making it in a bread maker. You have to actually make the dough first. You can't just put the ingredients in the oven and expect oh. the magic to happen. That's, that's where I went wrong. <laughs> I took a just... loaf of King's Mill and I ground it up in the in a smoothie maker. <laughs> and I tried to make it back together. <laughs> I poured a bag of flour into the toaster. What gives? <laughs> what can 
thing you buy for $7.99 on iTunes that seems worth it. Kesha's new LP. Churchill's biography. Or an app that does jack shit. For the same sum, you can get all the fun of five hours of our old stuff. We're selling the first three years of Answer Me This in iTunes. Most of it is good, just a little bit is guff. Go to answermethispodcast.com slash classic and click the link. And with your money we'll swaddle ourselves in nothing but the finest mink. Finest mink and gold shoes and diamond hats but normal pants. Hello, Seattle. Good night. I don't know what to do about the salad and scrambled eggs. Uh, this is from Joe, who's there, who says, uh, I recently went on a first date. We had to salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> I felt sick. Uh, I thought it was going nicely, but it ended somewhat abruptly at a bus stop. When she was run over by a bus. It and does I thought, sound oh, a bit like you pushed her in front of a bus, Joe. Uh, he continues, the next day I sent a text saying that I had a good time and would be glad to get together again. Mm-hmm. She replied, you as well, have a great holiday. Hey, that doesn't make sense. So yeah, he, I guess she meant, it was nice to meet you as well. Have mm. a great holiday. I think the point he's making is, what she didn't say was, brilliant, let's meet up again next week. Yeah, so, sure, I'm free on Thursday, that kind exactly, of thing. Exactly, yeah. So Helen, answer me this, is she politely blowing me off? Presumably yes. blowing off as in shunning rather than blowing off as in giving him a beach i think uh, in, in the in the process of receiving one of those helen manners just doesn't come into it whether it's polite or impolite one is happy to receive um it's not it's not a sex does it let's put it that way it's not no so uh yeah i think it does seem likely joe that uh, that she is uh, politely blowing you off but actually politely is the key here you know she's not being impolite she's not saying i had a bad time she's not listing your faults in detail she maybe she just didn't feel that spark and and she did reply that is polite. Yeah, I think, in a way, it's depressing that this is the best you can say for the text, but it is something you can say. I think there's a chance that she rated you three stars, That's and she's like, you know what, I'm going to see if you... Out yeah, of five, out not five, out three. Um, that she's going to now maybe go and, you know, have a few other dates, because yeah. that's what you do in the Americas, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and then maybe, you know, she'll come back to you, perhaps, Speaking. if the others are even more disappointing than you are. Mm. That's the feeling I'm getting. It's not a complete blow-off. No, but it is polite blow-off. It's a polite blow-off. We're all agreed on that. Yeah, sorry, um, Joe. Yeah. Mm. Well, here is another question of conveying things to the people whom you're dating. It's from Danielle in Canada, who says, I have a new boyfriend, and we have yet to be intimate, but I'm wondering this. Mm-hmm. I have the talent of gushing or squirting at climax. <laughs> what? Gushing or squirting, that's the same thing, though, wow. surely. Okay. Uh, I mean, of course, I don't find that unusual. My girlfriend does that every time I walk in the room. She does cry a lot. <laughs> Ollie, answer me this. Is this something that I should disclose to him and how? Or is this something to keep as a surprise? Right. I think the how is fairly self-evident, actually. <laughs> um, but I think it probably is something to keep as a surprise. I agree. Yes, because, um, I mean, A, what if it doesn't actually happen yes, with him? Yes, you've hyped it all <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, if you say, oh, yeah, any time a man touches me, I ejaculate, and then nothing happens, that could be very embarrassing. That's, that is going to destroy him. Um, it also and, puts performance pressure on the lady. Well, and also, yeah. secondly, I think if it does happen and he's not expecting it, he conversely will feel that it is something special that he's done, and that's nice. Isn't it? She says she's got a talent for this. So yeah, she can she do does. it in patterns. That implies that she's got some control and she can choose with a turn. Yeah, she's like the fountains in front of the Bellagio. That's quite good though, because. <laughs> And she's got little coloured lights as well <laughs> down there. That's a complex bejazzle. You're right that if uh, she does not gush, then uh, the man will be upset. And you mm. know, there's this new app as well, which is they want to do like a worldwide survey of men's penis length. 
So do maybe, they, or do they just want lots of pictures of knobs to get some Google well, juice? Come it, on, people, wake it's, up. It's, it's, the app is essentially an electronic tape measure for your iPhone. And what it does is it measures your penis and mm. then tells you what percentile you fall in. So either you're, by their reckoning, above average or below average. I wonder if it changes whether you buy the premium version of the app. <laughs> <laughs> what, you paid seven ninety nine? Oh, you are above average. Well, I just, yeah. I just, I That's wanna, the biggest one I've ever seen. <laughs> I just don't want to press my balls against an iPhone. I just, I have to, just, just to see the bell curve. I'm all about the statistics. What if you're bigger than the phone? That's the problem. Well, <laughs> well, of course, that's my first thought. And I have a Samsung Galaxy Note 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bigger than a phone box. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to need to get one of those full-size iPads. Yeah, yeah. I, need one, <laughs> I need one of those new HD tablets they're using for the medical profession. <laughs> Um, Touch table. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, from one gushing liquid to another, here's a question from Nick, uh, <laughs> who says, "Helen, answer me this: black ink or blue ink?" Coming out of your girlfriend? Uh, no, just I think in a pen. I don't tend to use Fine. ink outside of a pen. Neither. Um, well, it changes, Nick. Really depends on my mood. And, Doesn't for me. And what else is on the page? I, I used to be very into black ink when I was at school because that seemed countercultural. Now I'm back to blue. Why did it seem countercultural? Because everyone was using blue. Were they? Yeah, idiots. See, I've always, my whole life, maybe I'm just very conservative in this regard, I've always thought black looked more professional. I think once you've tried black, you don't go back. For me... I've gone back. But you have gone back. But I, I think you're on atypical. It makes my handwriting look nicer. I think it's just, you know, for formal contracts, it looks better. For drawing faces on fruit, it looks better. I can't really see a scenario where blue looks better. So I like red pen. Yeah, but this yeah, option yeah. hasn't been given. That's to angry. Us. Well, red yeah, is not correct. Yeah, no, marking. but I'd, I'd like to reclaim red from the markers and say, you know, because red's a very flamboyant, fun colour, isn't it? Yeah, it's very in your face. Yeah. For proofreaders, it's our industry standard. What about yeah. a silver pen? Whoa, that's Only for on greetings black. cards. So seriously, why why is this why is there this phenomenon of the green pen letter? Why is green pen considered to be, to be nutty? Yeah. Well, it's like purple crushed velvet. Only lunatics <laughs> wear that. <laughs> Usually with pictures of cats on. Drawn in green pen. <laughs> <laughs> is there a thing? With the green pen, is it just because it's unorthodox? Is that act like this is a surprise? Like it's completely there's no uh, corroboration between your actual experience and the myth. You must have seen letters from nutters that are in green ink in the same way. Listeners, we value all of your email correspondence, but those of you who aren't children who send us emails that have backgrounds with teddy bears on... Or brightly coloured fonts and that flash. Or write in brush script. Ah! Like, obviously, we're going to think you're a mashugana straight away, like, before you've said anything at all. So, I mean, I think this is part of how we judge each other, isn't it? Correspondence the same as fashion. Yeah, you know, if someone writes to you in blood, <laughs> you draw certain conclusions that may not be fair. When I sometimes when I buy a multi-pack of Barrows, Ollie, it contains a yellow one. Now, what use is that, pray? Oh, what? Yeah. Can't see that. I wonder if some look better under, like, neon lights. Maybe there's some niche condition where mm. you're supposed to use your yellow pen. I heard from someone the other day that when you go into immigration at the US, you know when they scan your passport yeah. under that neon light? Yeah. Apparently, is if they think you're a bit fishy, but they can't quite work out why. Because they think you're from the Middle East, that's... that's that can mean. be one reason. Yeah. The other thing can be just that you've answered one of their questions in a slightly indecisive way, but they can't pin anything on I you. I was jet-lagged, all right! Exactly, I know, yeah. you've been travelling for 14 hours. Why are they always trying to screw with well, my you mind? you care what the name of my friend is that I'm staying with? But anyway, apparently what they can do is take a little bit of that UV ink uh-huh. and just dab the outside of your passport with it. So that in the future, whenever a, a, an oh. immigration official scans the passport at that point, they'll just have that indication, that little signal from a previous oh, immigration official that maybe something's up. And apparently that is why some people do every time they go and they say, oh, I'm always getting picked on because of this and this. It might just be because at some point you've come across as a bit of a lunatic and if, they've marked you out. If you are one of those people, then maybe you are the person for whom those useless, otherwise useless passport covers are made. Yes, yeah, so that you could change the cover. Yes. Yeah, that's true. If you're always getting pulled over by immigration officials, change your passport cover. Go to Cath Kidston and get the passport <laughs> cover. They'll never suspect you Just again. wipe it down with an alcohol. That'll do the same job. 
Would it? Does that take away UV pen? Well, I, I assume it's, uh, it's either it's water-based or solvent-based, and alcohol probably do both, I would have thought. Mm. Yeah. Well, my passport's covered in alcohol anyway, for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Answer me this. 1066 was the Norman invasion. 1818 was the publication of Persuasion. Wasn't it? I love that book. They all wear bonnets. I got my own with a pretty flower on it. Don't I? I'm worried, though. I think it makes me look a little bit effeminate. Time for a question from Natalie from Cornwall, who says, On my 33rd birthday, my mum told me she prays for me, despite being a lapsed Catholic. It's not the best present that you could get as a lapsed Catholic. It's certainly a last-minute present, isn't it? I mean, there's digital download vouchers. (laughs) And then there's, if you've forgotten to do that, just telling someone, I prayed for you today. Oh, hi, Natalie. I got you the best present of all. (laughs) Uh, Natalie continues, I thought this was very kind, my mother praying for me, uh, Mm. until she mentioned that she prays that my life will turn out okay and that I'll succeed. What's wrong with that? Exactly. It's nice for a parent to have your success well, at their heart. Well, we're about to find out. It's better than her saying, I pray that Natalie will die miserable, alone and failing. Well, this is the thing. I I, I think that's exactly right, Helen, but we'll, we'll, we'll get on to Natalie's question okay. and then we'll come back to that thought. Okay. She says, this isn't the first time I've had the you're a bit of a failure, aren't you line thrown at me. So you see, this is how she's interpreted this. I see. So this is more about Natalie looking at her mother's positive and turning it into a negative because maybe Natalie has low self-esteem. Possibly. Or unfinished business in her own mind. Uh, As friends have sometimes alluded to the fact that I have a degree, good A-levels and all that jazz. How much jazz do you have? (laughs) All that jazz, Helen. Loads of it. All the jazz? Oodles of jazz. jazz Self-replicating all the jazz. Yet, I'm, quote, just running a gardening business and I'm still single. Oh, and all of your other achievements are wiped out by that <laughs> and could have been and i quote so much more oh what are your friends doing are they also bloody great well this is the thing so helen answer me this why when i run my own business doing a job i enjoy rent a lovely flat overlooking the beach only renting you see natalie you fail by not owning it yeah. and not owning the beach and have you not seen what's happening this year living on floodplains oh and and on a roadable uh, cliffs <laughs> and I generally have lots of kind, nice friends and have a tip-top time. Oh, good. Uh, why do other people feel the need to disparage this and try to make me feel like a failure? Because other people are horrible. Well, well, all right. Okay. I'll, I'll finish the question. Yeah, and then I'll, lot of, Lots of thoughts to park yeah, along loads. the way. Uh, who the heck gets to judge what is success? St. Peter at the gate. Um, and um, Debrett's. Yeah. Since when did having brains mean you have to have a corporate career? Amen. About 1982. Should I marry the first idiotic rich bloke I meet and pop out a sprog to validate my own existence? Mm. I think obviously not to that rhetorical question. Uh, Just because I don't have a million in the bank and a coronary-inducing stressful job. Well, you live in Cornwall. How many people do have coronary-inducing stressful jobs in Cornwall? Well, just as well, because they've got coronary-inducing food. (laughs) Uh, Have you seen Dudley's catch? (laughs) Uh, I'm deemed to have lost all the pieces for the game of life No you haven't, they're under the sofa So Helen, answer me this What is wrong with people, especially my own mother? Well your mother, I think it's different for your parents Because parents, generally, I think they're always worried But the words you've quoted of your mother's don't necessarily seem that disparaging your friends however suggesting that you should have been so much more where is that coming from i feel that a lot that i've wasted the belief that others have in me by not living up to my potential but they don't say it 
I mean, there was one friend who said that Martin was holding me back, but (laughs) she's probably right. Yeah, that's fair. So I can just describe all of my life failings to being with Martin. Yeah, well, sort of. If holding you back means subsidising your career as a podcaster, then yes. (laughs) Um, Although I'm not sure what you running a city bank would look like, and I'd be frightened to live in that world even more than the one we live in. Hey, bonuses for everybody. (laughs) Um, I think sometimes this is just a case of people justifying their own choices. Yeah. um, By, you know, reflecting what they've done, because maybe it is right for them and they genuinely are happy onto other people and assuming if they don't Um, have it they're not happy too so maybe your friends aren't necessarily the most empathetic bunch or maybe they're unhappy and they're taking it out on you because if you're happy why are you rude to other people yeah with the friends there's maybe there's an element of sacrifice there that like if you're the sort of person that sacrificed having a relaxed job having some nice friends doing Mm. something you enjoy because you want to be in commerce successful and high status and have Mm. a lot of money in the big house then when you see people who don't do that and they seem to have, be having quite a nice time. You have to find reasons to justify it to yourself. Exactly. Yes, I think Why they are. The I think they are justifying their own choices. But I think it is slightly more complicated with the relationship and children thing. I, think, I mean, it's generally accepted. If you ask most people in the street in the world, they'd say that one of the things that typically does make people happy is finding a soulmate and someone to live with. That, that it's not for everyone. Some people prefer to be alone. But generally speaking, it's not a surprise that your friends might feel that if you haven't got a man yet, which is what you seem to be alluding to, because tick 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 tick. tick 33, Natalie, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> exactly. That that may be a problem. And with the children thing as well, you may have decided that you don't want children at all. Mm. But if you haven't, and more to the point, your mum might be thinking, even if you have later, you might come to regret it. Tick, Again, tick, 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 tick. that's a bit complicated because you are at that age where you do have to make a decision. Yeah. I suppose people are just checking with you that you're happy with that decision. And again, it's not a comfortable conversation necessarily, but you can't be that surprised that people are having it with you, I think. However, I'm impressed, Natalie, that you do seem pretty content. Mm. Because I think... Me too, and I think that's good. Yes, it's great, because with all these people going, your gardening business is not good enough, you've gone, no, it is good enough, thank you, and I'm very happy, thank you, and I think that takes uh, a lot of presence of mind. So, well done you, and because I found with the uh, career path that I've taken, uh, that there are some people who I've drifted away from because they don't really understand the following of an unconventional route, and Mm. the things that speak success to them are not necessarily the same that I feel successful by. Yes. Well, this is it. You've got to live by your own rules, haven't you, to an extent? Oh, I'm tired of my own rules. <laughs> well, actually, if you live in Cornwall, there's very few people implementing any other kind of rules, so you might as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, but you have to put the cream on top of the jam <laughs> or you're beheaded. But whatever rules you live under and however you live your life, we welcome all here. We're a broad church, even if you don't believe in church. Even if you don't believe in broadness. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. if you see us, you would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we welcome your questions, as always. The details about how you can send us one of those by phone, email or Skype are listed on on our website answermethispodcast.com and on that website you can also find our first three years worth of episodes which are on sale for 79 pence each and our albums which are on sale for uh, 2.49 each yeah no money at all a trifle listeners to you but a great deal to me it's like we're we're mr wendell and uh, you're the band Arrested Development. Yes, something like that. No one's going to get that reference. Uh, oh, g- no, listeners. The ones of you that get that reference, write in and prove Martin wrong with me. Right. <laughs> Bye! Bye.